music is painted on the canvas of silence. The challenge here is I would have the most beautiful sound created in Hollywood for a, for a film. But can that sound be used in the vehicle right now? Uh, answer is yes and no. Yes, you can use that sound. Uh, no, if it doesn't meet the regulation. So we want to make sure that it's a sound which is pleasant, yet the sound is alerting. So that's a very delicate balance of meeting the legal requirements versus making the customer happy. And that's where the whole challenge of sound design starts. Welcome to the Sound and Marketing Podcast. Today, we conclude our interview with Jay Capadia, lead sound design engineer at General Motors. You are in the vehicle. You can experience the sound. We can't talk much about the sounds. We can show because uh, lights are visual. We can show the lights on the screen and, you know, in our ads and everything. But sound is difficult because it needs for the customer to experience that and we leave some of the surprises as well right i won't be disclosing all the surprises when you'll be sitting <laughs> in our new portfolio of vehicles so we want a bit of a surprise element when you sit in the car and experience the sounds you feel the sounds uh, rather than lights is a easier medium to you know uh, show now i wanted to talk about functional sound because this is or go back to functional sound cuz this is kind of where you're at one thing that you had mentioned when we spoken earlier is about pedestrian friendly alerts. We've also talked about how there's a certain seatbelt sound and there's a sound for turn signals. And, and I know just from my own experience, there's a sound for opening and closing the door. How do you go about creating this? Is this from scratch? Do you have a blueprint that you work off of? And how do the speaker system play into this? So you are referring to the pedestrian-friendly alert function, which we call it in GM, and industry-wide it's called as AVAS, or the Acoustic Vehicle Alert Systems. I'll just give you a bit of history about this, uh, and then I'll explain. I'll tell you uh, more into detail of how what we do about it. So electric vehicle warning sounds are sounds designed to alert pedestrians to the presence of all electric vehicles. So warning sound devices have been mandated by the government uh, regulators uh, because vehicles operating in all electric mode produces less noise than the traditional combustion engine vehicles and can make it more difficult for the pedestrian and cyclists or uh, especially for the blind people or kids uh, on the street to be aware of their presence. So warning sounds may be uh, you know, driver tr triggered or automatic. It used to be that way. Uh, but now it's been mandated. So it is a part of, uh, you know, all the electric vehicles going forward for all the manufacturers. So in a nutshell, the new regulation makes it mandatory to have acoustic systems with electric vehicles for pedestrian and especially for visually impaired persons to more easily hear electric cars approach. When you talk about how then do we develop a sound for this? Does it sound from uh, start from scratch? Here's where I would uh, like to bring in my one of my favorite quote is like, music is painted on the canvas of silence. But the challenge what we are facing here is along with this blank canvas, there is a restriction placed by the government that we have to match 
the regulations as well. So what does that mean is some of the one-third octave bands has to meet a specific SPL levels. The challenge here is I would have the most beautiful sound created in Hollywood for, for a film. But can that sound be used in the vehicle right now? Uh, answer is yes and no. Yes, you can use that sound. Uh, no, if it doesn't meet the regulation. So we want to make sure that it's a sound which is pleasant, yet the sound is alerting. So that's a very delicate balance of meeting the uh, legal requirements versus making the customer happy. And that's where the whole challenge of sound design starts. And we have been, at GM, we have been pretty proactive since the year of 2010 onwards to do a lot of research with um, blind folks and a lot of other EV owners uh, as well uh, to make sure that what are these sounds which would alert the customers at a proper distance as well with uh, speeds. So the speed is from 0 to 30 kph kilometers per hours or approximately 20 to 22 miles an hour the pitch of the sound changes with the speed of the vehicle that's the catch here so the sound which is created is a three second loopable sound approximately a three second loopable sound and how does that particular bass sound get altered when the vehicle is accelerating or decelerating so it can a classical sound be on it it can be, but the moment the pitch changes, the sound becomes a noise. So that's a delicate balance of, you know, using correct modulation and using proper psychoacoustics. Uh, and uh, those kind of uh, nitty gritties goes into the play. Let's talk for just a minute about psychoacoustics, because that's another fascinating element right there. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Absolutely. it? Um, so we at General Motors, again, take psychoacoustics and the physics of it on a very serious uh, note. So psychoacoustics is nothing but an intentional acoustical signal, um, which is produced to provide feedback. In the case, uh, you know, giving information to the driver about the functionality of the car. So psychoacoustics or, or perception of sound to signify an emotion by varying the timbre, pitch, intensity. So the overall sound would create a modulation. Uh, modulation is nothing but sound uh, properly varied systematically or over a specified time interval, which would signify motion, dimension, and depth. And research suggests that all psychoacoustic elements of sounds are represented in the human auditory uh, system, starting from the cochlea, the cochlear nuclei and the central auditory pathways all the way up to the temporal lobe. I get to learn a lot about this because my wife is a physician, so I keep on bothering her with the, you know, explaining to me the anatomy behind it. With market research, customers believe that the way the product sounds determines the quality of the product. So they do pay a lot of great attention to details when it comes to the quality of sound. The sound, therefore, adds to a very important factor uh, for a customer to buy a vehicle. Uh, hence, sound quality and sound character are both an integral parts of psychoacoustics. So sound quality uh, judgments are strongly influenced by user expectations regarding the sound, and it would also depend on the vehicle class or it can be brand specific. 
So is the vehicle sound conveying the right type of vehicle uh, or the vehicle features? The parameters can be uh, speed, power, size of the vehicle. So during design phase, the listening skills of the sound designers are of utmost importance to help manipulate the frequency spectrum of the overall sound using techniques like equalizing and mixing and create a beautiful uh, soundscape. Because uh, believe it or not, there in one particular sound, I was just listening to your uh, sound for this podcast which you have created, that there are so many layers to it. And what layers do you want the human brain to get one by one and unfold that? So that's the beauty of uh, you know a sound designer. Some of the things like loud sound versus luxury sound. Uh, so it is like comfortable and pleasant. I want to make a sound like seatbelt, which conveys to the driver that, yes, please wear your seatbelt. But at the same time, I don't want to annoy. We don't want to annoy the customer as well that, oh my gosh, this is like a, you know, this is like never ending seatbelt sound. So crafting correct sounds and evoking emotions to deliver the right message to the customers without annoying them. It's like creating a perfect, you know, sensory experience. I would just like to go uh, a little bit in depth about uh, how it comes into fruition uh, for certain seed belt, uh, certain chimes like seed belt and turn signal, what all goes into the making of it. The sound design for the particular chime, which encompasses sound quality and sound character. Is it a fuller, richer sound? Example in our Cadillac, use of some good frequency spectrum of sound along with the vehicle's ability to play the high-quality sound from high-quality speakers. It includes pitch, timbre, intensity, and most importantly, the cadence of the sound. That plays a huge role in psychoacoustics as well, that, you know, how, what is the cadence of that particular sound? For those of you that don't know cadence, the end, the resolve, it's the ending of a movement of something. <laughs> Perfect, yes, absolutely. And then the next step is, calibration and tuning of that sound for that particular vehicle type, which also involves the loudness level. The loudness level which would involve in a car A, for example, our Chevy Bolt versus our Cadillac Escalade can differ based on the acoustic package or the dampening which has been done for that particular vehicle or our brand. The third one, getting into your question about speakers, is the placement of the speakers. Audio zoning or zoning sounds, you know, if you are taking a right turn versus a left turn or the audio streaming part behavior of it, that when these sounds are placed at higher priorities versus the navigation prompts coming in or a radio going on. So uh, most importantly, when there are critical chimes being played, does that take priority uh, over the non-critical ones? So audio streaming. And last but not the least, volume curve. Based on the speed of the vehicle and road noise, does the chime have the ability to adjust its volume so that the sound doesn't get masked by external alien parameters? Examples of some other upcoming chimes are super cruise, ultra cruise, lane change warning, low tire pressure, park assist chimes, a lot of lot of different, uh, you know, uh, chimes to alert the customers and make it a pleasurable experience too. 
Well, that goes back to bird calls and bird calls were alerts and notifications in their most natural form. <laughs> so it would make sense that it would be the higher pitch that we could associate as an alert or a notification. Right. And the best or the ideal sound is the one which gets unnoticed. The moment you sit in the car, you just think of this sound as just being a part of that sonic DNA for the car. So it just is kind of a subconscious experience. You're designing sound, but sound is an assistance. And so if you get too crazy with it and you have too many sounds, um, you know, like this classical sound that maybe somebody might like, it's not, it's going to sound like music. And so I would imagine the part of the brain that reacts is not the the reactionary action moment. It's, oh, the pleasure, like, oh, this is nice. But what you really need is the sound is a task. This is a function. And so there, less is more, basically. Because if you have too many sounds, you're going to distract the driver. And then you know how people drive nowadays. They don't need any more distractions. Absolutely. And, you know, as uh, being in the sound domain, we want to make sure that the uh, using the correct importance of silence as well, because the silence has to be properly balanced for that sonic soundscape balance as well. So where not required, we are not trying to embed any sounds. And where required, like a functional sound like AVAS, we are making sure that we are going above and beyond to just meet the regulatory requirements. But we are trying to create this winning sound, which would be an emotional and compelling reason for a customer to buy the vehicle. As you know, how important sound is for any product purchase. So uh, that's the challenge we have. And I think we are pretty happy with how things are going. Started with our Chevy Bolt and Volt. Uh, back then, there were not no regulations in place. Uh, but still, we as GM were pretty proactive and that research and running customer clinics and everything has helped us immensely for our upcoming uh, development of our Hummer EV, uh, AVAS sound, or our uh, Lyric Cadillac Lyric uh, AVAS sounds. Do you feel that sound is still underrated in the auto uh, experience or the auto industry in general? Because, you know, as you were speaking about, people did have sounds but there wasn't guidelines until recently like standards that you had to to go to so it's fairly new that this is really getting explored which is exciting for you I'm sure because you're kind of in the forefront of this but you know how 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 much further do you think they have to go how interested is the industry in developing sound strategy sound has been taken pretty seriously at GM even when I came um came on board, I saw that, wow, so much of great work has been already done on sound. Uh, it took us 100 years uh, as uh, the company to remove noise from the cars. And now we are in this realm of adding some, I would call it sound, not noise. We are trying to create sounds to make it an experience for the senses. So sound definitely is not underrated. At General Motors, we are taking it pretty seriously right now in order to make sure uh, that, you know, we develop correct sound strategies to correct uh, implementations, better hardware capabilities, and hence the need of these, uh, you know, beautiful hardware sets of, you know, speakers and our great suppliers like Bose and Harman Kardon, AKG, doing, you know, phenomenal uh, jobs at providing that. So that makes us uh, create these beautiful sounds because sonic 
uh, soundscape is impossible without the set of beautiful hardware. So it's like a, a match. And if you would see uh, back in the day as well, we have always had uh, good speakers and now it's just going a diff- to a different level altogether with an immersive sound experience. So we are sticking to it. We are taking it extremely seriously and with the advent of electric vehicle portfolio, as you see me being on board, you're uh, you're taking my interview on sound. You can definitely see it's pretty evident that sound is definitely going and uh, being pretty exposed on a good level. So that's a great change for all of us. Personally, I am really excited to hear what you come up with next because your job fascinates me. <laughs> I don't know how many of my listeners are are as fascinated by your job title, but I find it very, very fascinating what you get to do every day. And personally, I'm curious, what is your favorite part? Is your favorite part culminating the ideas, creating the ideas, or seeing them out after they've been implemented or something else? Well, it's not a job, firstly, at all. You, It's... It's passion at work. It's just pure fun when you get to drive these beautiful cars on our racetracks and our different tracks and do our testing and evaluation and so many different things are happening. And it's just the most important thing is when that the, I get you know recognition from, of course, our colleagues and our company, but when the customer is happy and they say, wow, this is, uh, you know, the new uh, Corvette sounds are beautiful. Or, uh, you know, the new Escalade is just sounding great. You know, the turn signal sound and the seatbelt sounds and everything is sounding so, uh, you know, well-rounded and good. So that's, you know, the favorite part of my job is, uh, you know, to keep on uh, doing this. Uh, What I try to do is I wake up in the morning at four. So between four and six, which I call it as a divine time, is when I start crafting my sound. So my most... uh, favorite thing is uh, which the company has given me the liberty to do is to create these beautiful sounds uh, when I want. So I've been given a beautiful uh, sound music studio. I have a, uh, during the pandemic, I have a nice home studio. uh, So available to me. So I'm kind of the favorite thing is between four and six, when I get to wake up and start uh, creating these sounds during divine time, it's, uh, it's a different experience altogether. I love that. We've talked about that before. I'm a morning person too. So I'm up at five working on stuff and there is something really special about that. And there's not that many musicians that are morning people. So it's nice to meet another one, (laughs) but I love how, uh, sound went from disruptive in the auto, uh, experience to comforting and luxurious. It's just a, a lovely transition in, you know, a hundred years, even 20 years, you know, the cars have gotten so quiet and yet so defined in their sounds. It's really fascinating. Jay, thank you so much. And thank you to General Motors for allowing us to have this conversation today. Thank you. The pleasure is all ours. You're doing a wonderful job, Gina. 
keep on doing it and you know our best wishes you're just exploring sounds in different domains so i i heard few of your podcasts and they are so inspiring uh it's yeah Thank it's you. great work and you know the sound is getting its final due credit as well Thank you again to General Motors for making this interview possible. I am excited to hear what Jay and his team come up with next within this incredibly diverse realm of automotive functional sound. I'm very excited to announce that I will be launching a course on sound's power and influence in marketing in early 2021, where we'll be discussing what sound is and where it came from, the origins of advertising, advertising today and predictions for the future, sound's role in decision making and buying power. and how our brains process sounds to create choice and reaction. To sign up for early details, go to soundandmarketing.com or follow me on all the socials. For inquiries on sonic branding development or consultations, you can find me at Dreamer Productions. That's d r e a m r productions.com, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also email me at gina j e a n n a at dreamerproductions.com. All links will be provided in the show notes. For more of the Sound and Marketing podcast, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and share. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. This episode was produced by Dreamer Productions and hosted, written, and edited by me, Gina Eichel. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.